Hello, friends. Peter Dunn, Pete the Planner, Pete the Planner Show. It's good to be with you. It's early. I know you're like, what? It's 9 a.m. You're an hour early. First off, as Damien will tell you, I'm almost always an hour early. <laughs> it's just I don't necessarily go to air. I, I tend to be early in everything. But anyway, the show is uh, recording and live streaming an hour earlier today uh, due to the snow delay. Actually, I don't think that's the truth, but I do have to go speak to a bunch of school people today, and that's why it's a early show. Damien Dunn, full strength. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Kristen Elanius, up three hours earlier than normal. How are you? Uh, <laughs> sleepy. Uh, there are the Power Rangers. We are the powerless rangers today <laughs> hello everyone hello brian pankins greetings uh this might be a better time for him andy makes it in andy did you get a broken mug a broken mug <laughs> we have to know we mailed you a mug in one piece our hope is that it arrived broken i mean you know what i mean but rick swink says good rick swink says good morning good morning rick swink did your mug come broken uh, hello, Spencer. You don't have a mug. <laughs> uh oh. I'm sorry to report that the mug came uh, unscathed and in pristine condition. Oh, no. Aaron makes it in. Hello, Aaron. A f- frequent emailer to the show. Mm. Uh, you, you may or may not know that. I know that. A mug arrived intact. Coffee brewing now for Big Rick Swink. Okay. Enough of that frivolity. There's no oh. chance that Rick drinks his coffee anything other than black, is there? I mean, no. there's a 0% chance yeah. Rick Swink even looks towards dairy when he's taken down that caffeine. Rick, can you uh, verify that you are a black coffee drinker, as am I? Oh, Dame is not a coffee drinker. Dame no. slams Diet Cokes at all hours of the day. Not today. Kristen drinks iced teas. Uh, Kristen <laughs> Does not discriminate against caffeine sources. <laughs> she uh, drinks them all. <laughs> ben, uh, our VP of marketing, listening to the show, wants to know who packed those mugs uh, if they arrived so intact. Something says he's fishing for a compliment. I think so. I love that we have our vice president of marketing packing mugs for the radio show. That seems like a really good use of his, yeah, could you his, M- his MBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is awkward. Um, Dane, what percent are you today? I mean, you are a player. You're out there. You're a gamer. Where are you at? Um, I'm probably 75, 80% today. Oh. I've just got a, that that lingering headache from not getting great sleep and being a little achy and all that stuff. And it's congestion and whatever. I, I'll be fine. I'll drop 20 today. That's fine. Oh, man. Uh, Rick Swink says, uh, I like to change it up occasionally it's either black or basically a chocolate milk caffeine <laughs> he's honest though yeah uh and then ben says he did not pack those mugs he was doing business that's good to hear. good answer ben whatever uh Kristen, uh this early in the morning this is tough for you what's your percentage of of productivity and and skill at this point um Nine o'clock is my ramp up hour, but I pushed my caffeine earlier an hour, so hopefully we're okay. But I'm feeling like 70% this morning, gentlemen. I'm 100% feeling pretty good. Uh, Here's the thing, though. I'm going into a bachelor weekend. It's Ted and I, the boys, the girls are off on a youth sports adventure of their own. So Ted and I are at home all weekend. I asked him if he wanted to go to Kane's. On Saturday night after his basketball game, you know, the greatest chicken fingers in the world. Mm-hmm. And he said, Dad, um, they don't have grilled chicken fingers and it doesn't seem like you're into your fitness right now. And I was like, Ted, you can just go with the ladies if you want. Like, because where you're not going to ruin, <laughs> you're going to not ruin my weekend. Because typically if I, if I say, hey, let's go get canes or something like that. Uh, my partner in life is like, eh, I don't know. Now, when she's gone, when she's across state lines, it's like licensed to clog my arteries, right, Kristen? Is that how you think yeah. of it? I think that that's probably, if I had to imagine how that goes, that's probably exactly what I would envision. James on a health kick. He's the healthiest person in the world these days, other than the virus that's currently wreaking havoc on him. Uh, Dame, do you eat worse when Mrs. Advice is out of town? I, I, I've been eating worse in general for a while. My breakfast oh, consisted of two donuts this morning. So, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Let's do a show. Um, I don't know the topics of today. We did discuss them. Um, all right. Uh, what's the first one? Uh, what, what was it? Oh, do you want to do the out loud, loud budgeting or do you want to do parent stuff first? Let's do the budgeting thing first. Dave, now I want donuts. Sorry. Yeah. Did anyone bring donuts in the office this morning, do you think? No, not with the snow we got. No. Okay. No. I guess my job's to bring the donuts. You could uh, show up you could show up to your talk with a dozen donuts and just let everybody fight over them, you know, for a couple hundred people. Um, during the break, I'm going to tell a story about donuts in the first week of my marriage, second week of my marriage, and when I thought I had made a, a horrible mistake. Um, so I will I will share that note with you here in about nine minutes and forty seconds. Three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com, and here's what will happen. It's a good question. We'll answer it on the air. If you're complaining about something, I, no one will even know. Uh, anyway, hi, I'm Pete, uh, sometimes cranky. Kristen joins us. She's asleep. Dame's here. He's sick. It's going to be a great show, everyone. Hello, Dame. Hello, Kristen. Hello. Hello. Kristen, it turns out there are all sorts of uh, what some would call financial memes floating around out there, ideas, things out in the zeitgeist that suggest that uh, money's funner than it used to be. And one of those things (laughs) is this concept of loud budgeting. And uh, I kind of think I know what it is, but I'm so annoyed by all of that that I'm just going to shut up and listen. Can you help me understand the trend of loud budgeting is it just out loud accountability is that all it is i think that would maybe be a fair summary but i I think what it really comes down to is saying being forward about your financial priorities and if something is not in line with your current financial priorities not being apologetic about saying i don't want to partake in whatever this activity is that's going to cost me money because it stands in the way of my financial goals damn Years ago, I would do this bit, um, if you will, on, you know, you're in your 20s, you're, you're, you're a young person, and a friend calls you and says, I'm getting, en- I got engaged, I'm getting married, and we're getting married in the Bahamas, and I want you to be a bridesmaid in the, uh, the bachelorette parties in Nash Vegas, and, and, and then you're panicking, you're, you're listening to this, because you're going, I'm trying to get my financial life together. I don't want to go to the Bahamas because I don't even like your fiance. I don't want to go to Nash Vegas because it's it's just Tennessee. And uh, I'm going to hang up and uh, I hope everything works out because you just don't want to be a part of it. That's loud budgeting, Dame. That's a great question. I, I don't I don't think it's quite like that. Uh, but I mean, this whole concept is is kind of intriguing to me. I mean, can you imagine that if people had to be accountable for the transactions they made not just uh you know, to themselves or a partner but to a a, a wider group of people mm. how that might potentially influence consumption behavior amongst uh different groups i mean there are some uh groups that i i think might plow headlong into it and use it as kind of a status like look how much money i spent on da but if if you're uh if if you're exposed on how much money you're spending on potentially unhelpful things or unbeneficial things, that that might be a really interesting experiment. If we could, if we could round up a, a few dozen people to maybe try that out. Chris, I think I'm getting the hang of this. This is helpful. What if I'm at church and they're passing around the basket <laughs> oh, no. and it comes to me and uh, it's quiet. There's a, there's a song playing something mm-hmm. tasteful and I catch the pastor's eye and I'm like, sorry, Sale at the liquor store. And I just keep passing the basket. Is that loud budget? I think in spirit, <laughs> that is loud. Spirit. Spirit. In spirit. That was an accident. Wow. I did not mean to be such a dad just now. Oh, oh my gosh. She's, she's made it. Oh, the two of you have really rubbed off on me. Oh, um, man. I okay, I know you're being facetious yeah. and we probably would not do that in that example, but I think by definition, that's what loud budgeting is, is this is getting in the way of my goals and I am unapologetically not partaking in this thing that costs money. All right, I'll be serious for a second. Uh I think 
loud budgeting occurs in my household. But I'm I I wonder because to our kids as we try to and we're going to talk about kids stuff here uh, in the next segment, but because uh, we're we have a really well planned show, uh, I, I wonder is this really about outside the doors of your home to your extended family to your coworkers? Like someone says, hey, let's go grab twelve dollar salads at Whole Foods, and you say, Doug, I can't. We're saving for college. Is that is actually more in line of what we're talking about? Yeah, I think it's about people beyond your immediate circle, because ideally, you're already having those conversations with the people who are impacted by your financial health and stability. And this is about that next, your acquaintances, your friends, your coworkers, whatever, those people that don't need to know all the details of your financial situation. But maybe you're trying to be unapologetic about what you're trying to achieve. Dame, I'm going to, I'm going to risk being really obnoxious here for a second, but it's also incredibly honest. I think living in Carmel, Indiana is one of the hardest places in the world to loud budget. That's interesting. Yeah, I can see that. I I mean, uh, I've had conversations with other Carmelites. Is that, that the, uh, it, it is the going term. Uh, I... and yeah, I, I, I can see how that would, would be the case. I, I, I I'm wondering, like, if you had your close circle of friends, shouldn't you all be helping each other hit that next goal or whatever you're working on, whether it's you know weight loss or or uh, you know, some health goal or financial goals or whatever? I mean, shouldn't shouldn't you all be there to support each other? So if somebody says, you know what, uh, Mitzi, I can't go to Starbucks with you today because Mitzi, uh, it's Carmel name. I don't know. I, that seems rude. Uh, because I, I'm, I got to put some, some dollars in the 529 today. I it shouldn't Mitzi just say, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's just make our coffee at home with Pete, the planner. Uh, <sighs> okay. But also I think that the concept of loud budgeting is probably easier for people like us because people just expect us to make financially prudent decisions. And I think, call all the way back to years ago on the podcast before I think I had just started working here. Pete, you were traveling as you do, and you had a cup of coffee, I believe from like Starbucks and someone came up to yeah. you and made a crack about like, Oh, you bought your coffee from Starbucks. Like I thought you were a financial advisor or whatever they said. So I think people just expect us to be prudent and unapologetic about our decisions. And I think it's harder for people who aren't us. <laughs> well, I, I want to say this too. A more recent example. Remember last Friday's show when I was talking about how much I wanted hot chicken? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, after the show, I ordered hot chicken because I really wanted hot chicken. And I ordered it via DoorDash. And I'm out in the lobby. And one of the other tenants in our building sees me standing there like a guy <laughs> waiting for DoorDash. And he goes, Pete the Planner gets DoorDash? That can't be a good idea. And so, Kristen, that wasn't years ago. That was 160. <laughs> five hours ago uh and it was not ideal um dame help me understand this is there a person in your life that you can think of that is not family in which you've gotten to the i'm going to be honest about my inability to want to afford this uh there are people that i could do that with there are also the same people that i don't do that with i Uh, interesting say more i mean i i i I feel like I have that sort of relationship uh, with them, but I it's just not a topic of conversation that, that we come up with on a, at all regular basis. It's saying infrequent would probably even be more frequent than what we do because we just don't talk about money all that much uh, because we just don't. I, I'm with you there. And maybe, maybe it's a PTP thing. Maybe it's a financial expert thing. I don't. I don't talk about money with friends much at all. If they start talking about it, I'll listen. And yeah. I usually don't give tips. As, as Mrs. Planner says, I don't PTP them. I, I just sort of sit and listen. But yeah, Dame, I, I have great friends who I talk about just about everything with. Yeah. I don't really talk about money that much. Kristen, or sorry, Dame, cut you off. Do you feel like it's one or the other? Like people either share everything with you or they don't want to talk about money at all with you? It's, it's probably one of the two extremes. That's interesting. I kind of don't notice that if they don't want to talk about it because my default when I'm not yeah. at work, 
I don't want to talk about money with people. And I, mm-hmm. and I'm not in a rude way. If you want to talk about me, that's fine. My preference is we don't get into conversations about dollars and cents. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We're going to do a, the old tweener uh, segment next. We're going to finish this conversation and move on to how that affects how we parent and role model for our kids. All that's next on the Pete the Planner show. I'm Pete the Planner. A couple notes for my friends here. Number one, uh, let's do what I just said. Number two, I want to give you a warning of what I just thought of for the third segment. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, my, my column for this week that I shared through on Monday of like, let's just sort of have some fun, like first day of retirement. Um, oh, okay. That could be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I forgot that was this week's column already. Me too, man. It's that was a weird week. Yeah. Uh, with at the risk of going inside baseball on people here, the first week of the year in which for our organization, which the, started on Tuesday the second for for most people in our organization, was the longest four day work week in the history of humanity. <laughs> then somehow, uh, the next week was fast. This week was slow. It is the weirdest start to a year. I can't believe it's only January nineteenth. Like it, it. Usually at this point in the year, I'm like, oh, it's March. We've missed our first quarter, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's wild. It's only January 19th. Yeah, it's, it feels long. Rochelle makes it in. Hi, Rochelle. Uh, Welcome to the show. We are better late than ever. You're not late. We're early. early. Uh, Amy, first time I'm with you. Uh, Been podcast devotee for five plus years at 6, 10, 10 a.m. in Las Vegas. Thanks for the energy this morning. Hey. That's because Amy's trying to win listener of the year. Oh, that's nice. Amy, that's very kind. We're glad to have you with us. We're glad to give you a little energy, a little pick me up in the morning zoo. I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys, I overshared at our team meeting on Wednesday at the end of our team meeting, all team meeting about my current YouTube watching habits, and it got a little bit awkward. Did <laughs> you? <laughs> 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 I mean, you guys have known me long enough to know, oh, what's happening? Um, did it Was it as weird as it felt after the fact? No, because I expect that from you. Okay, I, I went to go watch it, and the, the, the link that you sent was, I understand. I get okay, it. Thank you. But I mean, Dane, we're the same person. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> the there's there's very little to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christy? <laughs> Didn't watch it. Well, of course you didn't. Oh, when it wasn't I saw on TikTok. That it, it wasn't 30 seconds. Can't hold my attention. No, when <laughs> I saw that it wasn't the judge that I thought it was, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I've seen his videos. And I was like, oh, I love these. And then when it wasn't him, I was just yeah. kind of disappointed. It was same sort of feel. Um, so here's my current obsession. There is a court, I think it's called Washita County in Michigan. It's like near Detroit, I think. And there's a YouTube channel that streams and then posts court proceedings. It's the only way you can really talk about it. And it is my current wormhole, rabbit hole. It is a hole. I, I spend so much time just listening to court proceedings. And as I tried to explain so eloquently uh, during our team meeting, I like it because it is this fine line between empathy and accountability, and it's just fascinating to watch. Well, you picked an amazing clip to send out too, because the judge was slapping down an attorney uh, in in defense of trying to help out the the defendants or the the couple that was there. So, who doesn't like to see attorneys uh, get handled that way every once in a while? It was it was fun. Andy says she's going to take her away her away herself from cow hoof trimming uh, videos. I watch those until they get a little graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least I'm, I've made my way away from uh, Indian head massage videos, which uh, was a, took a month of my life. Why would you watch hoof trimming videos if you if you cl- click away right when it gets to the good part? It's oh, like just watching no. somebody trim their fingernails. David is really working, Kristen, this year. Good morning, Kay and company. Do you know David, uh, Kristen? I do not. He's just a big fan. <laughs> um. Okay, so here's the story. Mrs. Planner and I got married on July 29th of 2000, and we went on our honeymoon. We came back, and then 
it was like a Sunday or something. So we went to the store, like our first <laughs> as married people go to the store, fill our new home with groceries. And yes, we owned a brand new home upon a month, uh, a month and a half after graduation. It was $106,000. We owned a home. It was our 1400 square foot condominium. Mm-hmm. And we're putting stuff in the cart. And it's just in this moment, you're realizing that I had gone to the grocery store with a different person my entire life. And she had gone with yet another person to the grocery store her entire life. Uh, and we had never really gone together. And so we're just putting stuff in the cart that is like part of our childhood and freedom. And, Oh, now I get to make this. So I'm putting in easy cheese, you know, and, and she's like, what are you doing? She's putting in these whole foods this is before Whole Foods. Um, we get to that one aisle of the store. It's got like the milk. Uh, some, some may call it the dairy aisle. Mm. And there's a, usually a table running down the middle of the dairy aisle of sort, a display. that has got Intamin's bakery products on it. Are, are we tracking? Yes. And I grabbed the chocolate-covered Intamin donuts, the, the white cake donuts, they're actually yellow with the, the chocolate. They come in like a, a box of skinny eight or something like that. And I put them in the thing and she just said, no, she just said, no. <laughs> I said, what's that now? And she said, we're not that household. And I was like, we're not going to get Intamins with each other. And it was in that moment I was like, what have I actually done here? I'm 22 years old. I had a full head of hair, slightly overweight. Well, it was winning time. I was fine. And I was being slapped down for the intimate donuts that I thought were going to be a major part of my adulthood. That's the thing about young marriage is that y- you, if it's young enough, like Mrs. Planner and I were at 22, you have this vision of what your adult life's going to look like, but you've yet to fulfill any of it because you just got out of school. And in that moment, what I thought was going to be a keystone to my adult life. And I've not had an intimate donut since then. Oh, I'm not kidding. (sighs) Do you feel like you're missing out on a different relationship or do you mean intimate? No. Oh, I mean I'm sorry. Intimate. I didn't know. We were, I didn't know how much we were sharing. Um, Mrs. Planner, I actually talked about that this week randomly. Cause we went, we now we're at the, we get to go grocery shopping again together because mm-hmm. the age of our kids. And we mm-hmm. went, I saw the intimate and I was like, Hey, would you look at those? She's like, yeah, I'm glad we never went down that path. And I was like, <laughs> I felt like a hostage. <laughs> I was blinking at a lady in had a different shopping cart trying to get her attention. Look at me now. Yeah, everybody always talks about, you know, the challenge of learning to share a house with somebody when, you know, in, in the bathroom debacles when you be married. Nobody ever talks about sharing the refrigerator and the changes that come along with uh, being married and your food consumption. That's interesting. Dame, was there an item that you came into the marriage buying that you are currently no longer buying? Oh, I'd have to think about that. Yeah. Not off the top of my head. So you're not holding a deep seated grudge like I am. (laughs) No, no, I donuts uh, flow freely in our house. Uh, That's not an issue. Man. Last, I mean, I broke another rule last night. I got, you know, I have the air fryer, right? Because I'm a, I'm a white yeah. woman from 2017, yeah. and I made chicken wings last night. We had chili, which is a form mm-hmm. of soup, which is insulting to me. So uh, we had s- s- soup chili last night, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna fry some wings. Miss Planner, not a wing person, and so, but I just sat there and just like in absolute, just, just eating them right in her face last night. What'd she have for dinner? Chili. She had this oh, yeah, chili. soup-like thing. Soup chili. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Danza made it in. Good morning, Danza. Um, okay, let's do a show. I don't know how this is going to go. Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner uh, show, talking loud budgeting, the, the trend that is taking over. Kristen, um, loud budgeting, do you think... 
it is a good trend? Do you think it is uh, honest and healthy and, and helpful? I do think that it's honest and helpful. Yes, I do. So I didn't ask you, I asked Dame, is there a person in your life outside of your household of that is not, well, you could be family, I guess, that you honest budget with? Wait, <laughs> I, uh, loud, but loud budget? What are we calling it? Loud, loud budget. budget. That's what the kids are calling it. Okay. I am pretty unapologetic about how I do and don't spend money. I don't think that anyone in my circle would be surprised if I was like, look, I'm already going to two concerts in March and your girl's got financial goals. So I will not be in attendance. I just, I don't think people in my circle would find that surprising at all. Yeah, I don't, I, I, as I said a little bit earlier, I feel I don't have the bandwidth or not the bandwidth, the Liberty to share my financial restraints and feelings allowed given what I do for a living. Like maybe I should, I mean, I do, I do more on this show, frankly, than I do in my personal life. I told you last week, I'm, I'm in a blender over what we're spending on sort of young teen activities, which mm -hmm. sounds weird if this was a transcript, mm -hmm. uh, sports. Um, and, and Dame, as I said last week, it's all starting to come under the guise of, well, we only got a few years left with these jerks before they're out buying donuts on their own yeah well fingers crossed buying donuts on their own i i gotta i just realized this uh, the idea of loud budgeting is i agree with kristen healthy uh, i think and i think it's the social media aspect that's given me pause to yeah. it for whatever reason i i don't why would you why would you need to do that and that's because we're old pete obviously yep. and we don't we don't understand uh, social media uh, and how that necessarily works and how you could potentially use that as a benefit in your your life. But the fact that you would want to broadcast this indiscriminately to whoever finds your channel just kind of twists my mind a little bit. And I don't think I understand that part of this this whole discussion. Ping pong back to me, please. Kristen? Um, I think it has to do with accountability. And when we, I'm a big proponent of how we need to receive accountability. I'm a big believer in Gretchen Rubin's work and people who have identified that they need external accountability. I think a lot of people find that through social media. Gentlemen, you can, you will know whether I am or am not actively consistently working out because it will be on my Instagram story. <laughs> like, that's just who I am as a person because I find accountability externally. And for a younger generation, that is through social media. But what do you get out of that approach versus just keeping it with a circle of friends? Like IRL, as the kids would say. <laughs> the kids would not. <laughs> Indie Racing League? Yes. I, I don't know. I just, I don't, maybe it's that, as someone who has a, an inconsistent relationship with fitness in my life, maybe it's because I've had other people say like, hey, I've seen that you've been able to commit to this and now I'm committing to this. And it, it brings this sense of community to something that two things that collectively, just talking nationally, that we struggle with are our health and our finances. And it's this sense of not being alone and feeling like you're building up your community that I think maybe there's a little bit of a generational separation in how social media can be the answer to that. Uh, I have a point that it really toes the line between understanding and condescending. So I'm just going to yeah, throw yeah. it out there. All right. Dame, you and I have interacted on social media for six-ish years, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least. Um, and I had a, a life on social media even before that. And so to Kristen's point, it whether it was charitable ideas I would put out there from a leadership perspective, hey, not look mm -hmm. at me, but hey, maybe you consider this too, or yeah, I'm working out or I'm taking a picture of this bottle of wine or uh, so I, I have absolutely done that idea of I'm putting it out there and I have now aged out of that. Um, I don't want to call it maturity. I don't want to call it wisdom, 
But there's the old saying, when you're in your 20s, you care what people think. In your 40s, you don't care what people think. And when you're in your 60s, you realize that no one was thinking about you the whole time. Right. Right. And so I do believe personally, I've entered that stage where I just don't, I just don't post. I might post a picture of my kid doing something, mm-hmm. but that's it. I, and, and, and that doesn't make me better. It just makes, I'm at a different stage of life. So I feel like Kristen, to what you're saying about if I'm working out, I'm posting it. Same. I, I totally did. And I don't want to go that I did when you're, when I was your age, cause there weren't computers when I was your age. Uh, <laughs> But I feel like, does that, is that a, a reasonable conclusion or not really? Well, we can't know because we aren't dealing with the same situation. I grew up with a cell phone in my pocket, right? It's different. I don't know a world where people don't overshare on social media. Every year when I see my Facebook memories, I just want to crawl into a hole and just delete my Facebook forever because the things that you know, seventh grade Kristen used to post on social media are so cringy, but it's because I don't know a world without it. I don't know a world without Facebook statuses and Instagram posts. I think it's different. Dame, do you want to be the one to tell her that it was a much better world? (laughs) Or should I? It absolutely was. I was thinking how much, how much would we have to gather up Kristen to get you to do a month without your cell phone? Ooh. A month without my cell phone? It's like a safety yeah. issue, Dave. She lives in the middle of nowhere. I no, that's not exactly true. <laughs> I don't. Um, it would I, I don't think it would be as much. It would not be that much. I love you guys know I love to do weird challenges that push me outside of my comfort zone. That's true. If it's a yeah, legit safety issue, I would absolutely do that because I think growth happens when you're uncomfortable. And I sign up for that kind of stuff on a pretty consistent basis. Pete, how much would it take for you to do a month without your cell phone? Oh, well, I mean, whoa, whoa, are we talking social media? Are we talking about just the cell phone? <laughs> oh, no, I, I already know you don't give two rips about social media. It would be without your cell phone. Uh, I, uh, I mean, our business would collapse. Um, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No, yeah, sorry. Can't do it. All right. I... I, I don't know how we got here, but that's the, that's actually the subtitle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that like be a it. great? That has to be a name of a podcast, right? I don't know how we got here. Probably it, it should, should be. be. <gasps> Damn, and I are the same. Um, all right, so we, we talked uh, 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 loud budgeting. In, there is an interesting crossover point within a household when you have children and you are parenting. The importance of loud budgeting like it it might be the original loud budgeting is just to say to your kids no we can't afford that that makes no sense um and i've always believed even before i knew what the heck i was talking about telling your kids we can't afford it is like the the best thing you can ever say dame what's with the time we've left dame what's been your journey (laughs) (laughs) with we can't afford it I mean, from I mean, I will say that my experience when I was younger, uh, that was a much more common phrase that was spoken in the household I was in versus what it is now. And I've done a pretty poor job of setting those uh, that expectation that it's okay to say we can't afford something. And I I'm hoping my kids are watching right now. We're going to do a better job of that. Yikes. Uncle Pete says, hi, make sure to eat your vegetables. (laughs) I got weird. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a break. Coming up after the break, we are each going to detail our first day of retirement. What are we doing? What are the elements and why are they there? That's all next on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. You know, in that world of we can't afford it, I've gotten to this place, unfortunately, where if I deliver that phrase... Um, one, if not both of my kids, like, oh, come on, we know better. <laughs> like, nice. Like, Ted wanted uh, the new FIFA, which isn't FIFA anymore. It's EAFC, which is a soccer game on the Xbox. And I was like, come on, dude. I just, I was like, Ted, we're spending so much money. He was like, and he goes, you can't afford $28. Shut your mouth, person who looks like me, yet somehow cute. Um, do you ever look at your dogs, Kristen, and you're like, uh, hey, 
can't can't afford a new chew toy, Domingo. Um, I don't remember their names. <laughs> Come on. I know their names. Hold on. I know their names. They're they're cocktail names. Yeah, Manhattan and old fashioned. No. Okay, hold on. Um Margarita, no. Uh Mimosa, no. Hold on. I'm close. You're I'm, close. You're very close. I know. <laughs> Bloody Mary, who's a weird name for a dog. <laughs> okay. Um Greyhound, which is a cocktail, would be a great name for a dog, but not yours. Not a golden retriever. Um Eat. Sex on the beach is awkward. Eat. Um, okay. Um, hold on. Um, oh, it's the mint drink uh that no one wants. <laughs> that you smash it up. It's a uh Moscow mule. No, nope, nope, nope. Stick with me here. What is that called? It has got rum, it's got <sighs> mint mo- mo- lime mojito. Oh, oh yeah, thanks, Danza. Mojito. And then the other one is cosmopolitan. It's not <laughs> the other one is not a drink, it's a liqueur. Wait, a drink. Oh. It's it's not a name of a drink. Alize. No. <laughs> yeah. Mad dog. <laughs> okay, hold on. Schnapps. No. Okay, don't don't ruin this. You're ruining the show. That'd be great. <laughs> okay. Schnapps. Schnapps. Um okay, it's a liqueur. Um uh Goldschlager? Mm. Hold on. Dame, do you, do you know this? Yes. Oh, oh, Bailey's? No. No. Uh, Kahlua. <clears throat> there Correct. you go. Okay. Why? Uh, I don't know. Were, when you named them, were you drinking? No. I don't like either of those drinks. Jägermeister says Danza. <laughs> <laughs> the great name for a German shepherd. <laughs> Jägermeister. Okay. What time? Oh, we gotta get going. I gotta, I gotta meet school people. Oh, I wonder what my kind of my vibe will be. Pete, if you walk in, there's a box of Entman's donuts on the table. <laughs> Go on, smash them. Okay, just checking. I'm just saying, if a box of Entman's donuts showed up at our office someday next week, the yellow slash white cake on the inside, chocolate on the outside, I would not be upset, and I would also not share that. Actually, I would share it on the podcast because Mrs. Planner does not listen <laughs> to the podcast. I don't want to be like she doesn't listen. That's enough. Like, start listening. No, I mean, like, I mean, I don't mean. Let's move on. Some of her friends do listen, and they rat you out sometimes, though. Um, they're my friends too, and they are they are they if they rat you out, <laughs> they like her more. <laughs> I think if you pulled everyone that Mrs. Planner and I are are couple friends with, if you every single one of them. He said, okay, just be completely honest. Who do you like more? Everyone's choosing her. Every single person. <laughs> Everyone. That's huh. good. Yeah. Do you think you... Dangerous question. You don't have to answer. But I'm going to put it out there. I'm just watch your faces because it's a podcast. Do you think you like your significant other more than they like you? Dave, <laughs> take your hands away from your face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to answer this? No. <laughs> I think I like my wife more than she likes me. <laughs> and could be. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I'm annoying. I mean, mm-hmm. people listening right now, you give me an hour a week, and it's probably enough. And you're thinking, could have been in 49 minutes. 49 minutes is where I tapped out. She's got an, an dec- decades. Like, I mean, if things go well, a century with me. That's what she has. Century. It's like she's she's like life without parole. Um, (laughs) But Dame, you're not going to answer? No. No, I'm not. (laughs) Kristen? I'm not touching that, no. I get the sense he likes you more. That could be true. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I like my wife more. Uh, yeah. yeah, since we're all there. Yeah, I like my wife more. Uh, okay, here we go. New, um, I'm getting text messages. It's Mrs. Planner. <laughs> no. no. 
<laughs> well, it's a two-hour delay, so my kids go to school at like two and four. It's like I don't even know what's going on. Just in time for dinner. Uh, Brian says uh, he his wife hates when she when he flirts with her. That's interesting, oh. right? Yeah. Well, and I assume that he means with her as opposed to like flirting with like a server at a restaurant. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Mrs. Planner hates when I flirt with Hooters waitresses. I'll yeah. tell you. I'm kidding, of course. Another place that I stopped going when I got married turns out. Talking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the chicken wings, just like that. <laughs> <sighs> Danza says, uh, y'all are such wife guys. I don't know what that means, but I'll... I don't either. What's a wife guy, Danza? Let us uh, know. David says he likes his wife more than she likes him. Good answer. You know, I'm, I saw, I, I, I'm always fearful of giving relation, actual relationship advice publicly because I feel like everyone who writes a book on relationships gets divorced, like literally every <laughs> single one. Sure. I saw a story in the, uh, the news this week in which some woman was giving uh, intimacy uh, advice. She was like a, a, a marriage intimacy expert. And she got divorced. And the article was about that. And I'm like, so I will never give such advice. However, I do want to point this out. I think most healthy relationships involve uh, a, a guy liking his partner more than the partner yeah. likes him back. Right? Wouldn't this be, wouldn't this be similar to uh, a financial expert going bankrupt? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, I just all for what it's worth. I uh, the way I'm talking about this, I am not. I was not being inclusive of, of same sex couples. So I, uh, there's no, there's no, uh, no animus there. I was just talking about my situation. Just pointing that out. Okay, let's continue. First day of retirement. Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Kristen, I write a, a newspaper column for a... Anyway, I, I, in my column this week, I sort of talked about... I did talk about... I'm such a good speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about my vision for my actual first day of retirement. Mm-hmm. And... I want to share it. I'll re- I'll sort of read it to everyone here. And I would love to hear what your current version of re- first day of retirement looks like. It is it is meant to be an evolving thing. And there's different reasons things exist within it. But here's my first, here's my current one. Uh, wake up around 7 a.m. So, Kristen, I know that currently you are out on my vision of retirement. Out. Immediately not interested. Dame? I think that's perfectly reasonable. Okay. Well, I lose you on the next one. <laughs> Make a pot of coffee. Nope. Okay. So you're no, out. No, no, no. I, I, no, that's not true. Because I will always make Mrs. Advice her coffee. Mm. See, you're a wife guy. Apparently. There it is. Yeah. Uh, delete my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Journal while listening to Thelonious Monk. Workout. And not post about it. Uh, go to brunch with my wife. Read. Check in with my kids and what they're doing. Make dinner while listening to Anthony Hamilton. Clean up dinner. Watch some random game I arguably don't care about on TV. And then go to bed around 10 p.m. That is my first day of retirement. It is taking me years to refine this. I'm very proud of it right now. I know it will continue to evolve. Um, you notice there are certain elements of there. That are not there. No, there's no hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> but I assumed people assumed that I would take care of the hygiene. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, anyway, any reaction to that? Anyone want to uh, dump on my vision of my life? Either of no, you? It sounds like a really enjoyable day. I mean, um, frankly, it could be a weekend uh, for for a lot of people. Um, I mean, if we talk about mock retirement, have you practiced any of this, uh, Pete, to make sure that's what you actually want to do? Uh, maybe oh. stringing a few of these things together? I have lived this day before, and I usually do it during not vacation. You can, you can, I, 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 this is, I've had this conversation this week. Uh, holiday day offs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Mondays, things like that. Um yeah. Okay. Or, or between Christmas and New Year's, we you know everyone's off here. So I I didn't sprinkle in watch 
all the Liam Neeson action mm-hmm. films. But mm-hmm. but I would remove that in retirement. And my my wife and I were talking about this the other day, and she, <laughs> per our earlier conversation uh, on the show or podcast, I don't remember if we made it to air. She said, "I just." I shared this with her. She was like, I just don't want you to sit around and watch dumb YouTube videos all day. And I was like, <laughs> well, honey, I believe that ship has sailed. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to live an Intamin's donutless life. Uh, yeah. Who's up next? Here, who's here up we next? are. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, I think I can get through most of my day. I'll okay. wake up uh, probably, uh, probably around seven, maybe a little earlier because yeah. there won't be an alarm clock. So it'll just be whenever the sun wakes me up. Uh, go make Mrs. Advice her coffee, mm. then go hop in uh, a fun car and drive. I thought, to, I thought you were going to say hop in the shower, and I was like, no. I'm out. No. Why, why are you making us think of that? Well, you didn't. Car. Yeah. Okay. Oh, why were you thinking I was going to say that? What were you thinking about? I'd just been doing some sketches about your okay. perfect day. And I got to the shower scene. <laughs> uh, drive to a donut shop, get, uh, get a couple donuts, enjoy them. Drive home uh, <laughs> and enjoy them. <laughs> Drive home. Uh, grab the uh, grab the golf clubs. Go play. Probably just eighteen for 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 the first day. Grab a late lunch with Mrs. Advice. Uh, go watch uh, uh, any potential grandkids do an evening sport uh, at that point, and have a nice dinner afterwards, and fall asleep watching reruns of some '90s show. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now we are we are the same. I mean, those are those are versions of the same day, right? Yeah, absolutely. Kristen, <laughs> you are the theoretically the furthest out from retirement. And that's not a judgment, by the way, just sort of a, a math. I'm younger than you. Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't have to rub it in. I mean, <laughs> we know. What do you think? I mean, get in my flying car. Right. Sorry, go ahead. I've not ever given this any thought prior to the column you wrote, which I told you this, but is one of my favorites. That and I appreciate you, that. I it it just was a different take, and it made me think. And for that reason, I really liked it. And I don't know if I know exactly what the structure of a day would look like besides not waking up at seven a.m. <laughs> but and it involves caffeine, but I would hope that by the time I am not actively earning income, that I have made it to a place where I've also worked on me as a person and I can slow down. I would hope that my retirement is me being really intentional about taking time for the things that I know that I don't take time for because of the like fast paced life that I tend to lead. And that includes like having every farm animal under the sun and just like, (laughs) and like a hundred dogs and just like taking time for the really little stuff. So Kristen is going to be a shut in. (laughs) With fa- with a lot of animal waste, and she's gonna have a farm, a golf cart, a uh, hundred dogs, and a well stocked freezer. I let you have your day. Let oh, me sorry. have mine. You know what we should have done is create each other's because oh. <laughs> that would have been so much better. Yeah, man, if we did pre planning for this show, <laughs> um, Kristen, help me. I'm with you. I, I do again, and I, I hate to always fall back to this, but I think it's very real. Damon, I've had another 15 years ish minimum mm-hmm. to live life, to sort out some of these hamster wheel uh, scenarios. Um, but for you, what sort of what sort of things are you doing within that element for your brain? Right. Like, like what, what are you doing for inner peace within that? I don't in retirement. Yeah. Not now. Well, I would say, Oh, I don't know what it, what are the examples from your guys's day that do that? Well, I can tell you Dame's Dame. Go ahead. You can tell her for inner peace. Yeah. Driving. Yep. There it is. Absolutely driving. 
golf if you're doing okay is inner peace but uh, frequently there's a lot of outer anger uh that, that comes along with golf but uh no i i think driving is is something that would absolutely uh give me that that peace when i'm well now and in the future well dame you also had watch your grandkids play a little yeah. game or something like that yep for me uh journaling and listening to music reading and then cooking and listening mm-hmm. to music like if i'm journaling listening to music or or cooking i'm in my be- i'm like i forget about the fact that my wife will let me buy intimate donuts <laughs> when i'm making like a four-hour meal and listening to music it's like the greatest thing in the world how would your answer have changed 15 years ago how would it have been different me yeah i guess 15 years ago for kristen she's like get my driver's license yeah um <laughs> that's a great question I honestly, my answer would have been Kristen's answer. Yeah. Here we go. Mine would have been a lot more active. Mine would have been a lot more active. You know, you know, go on a five mile hike in the mountains and, you know, whatever. But it's, I'd play racquetball on a small tennis court with what looks like a squash with a wiffle ball. And people are like, what's that? Oh, it'll be a hot craze. Don't you worry. And we'll call it a cornishone ball. No. What should we call it? Oh, how about pickleball? And then people will be like, well, you're crazy. Not what makes, we're doing. Per- makes perfect sense. Kristen, are you denying the fact that 15 years from now that your financial mind will and, and being will not have developed into what is two crotchety old men here? I hope not. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Let's take a break. Let's reset Kristen's brain so she doesn't have to think about that. And uh, we'll come back with biggest waste of money of the week and the news right here on the Pete the Planner Show. Ah, I'm Pete the Planner. We you should know what do I, a, oh, a PTP show financial time capsule and each oh. of us write down things that we come back to or have emailed to us in 10 or 15 years and then we can laugh together. Yeah. And by the way, I think the point of the exercise wasn't to say, what are you going to do every day? Right. And the point the is, first what you, uh, the first day, first day, yeah. first day, go adopt a bunch of dogs. <laughs> Hope it's in your budget. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I, I've talked about this, and may, and I didn't talk about this in the column, but I think I've shared this with both of you, and probably uh, everyone here. Um, I'm very thankful for the pizza planner thing. Very, very, very thankful. I'm also looking forward to it not being a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I am, I am really excited to let the domain go like you know what i mean like i'm just like it was neat it's great uh, goodbye that's how i feel that could just be peter dunnan friends not pete the planner um yeah that's a good point i just feel i, I i'm just like you know uh, it's what i see sort of uh young up-and-coming personal finance experts um i'm like good for them they're gonna have their day in the sun uh, mm-hmm. I'll be done. Like, I, I'm not trying to compete with them. I don't want to like my legacy. I don't care. I, I just like move on. Like I, I'm, I'm not so caught up in a legacy and I, maybe 15 years ago, Kristen, to the question, I would have been a lot more somehow subconsciously legacy driven than I, than I am now. But it, I think it goes to that. You care what people think. You don't care what mm-hmm. people think. And then you realize that no one cares, right? So, which is sounds a little gross in the back end, but I believe it to be true. Perhaps. Was today condescending for you, Kristen? I just, you asked me questions and then told me I was wrong for pretty much the whole show. <laughs> so, that's fine. I did. Which ones? Okay. So your vision of your own retirement. I didn't yeah. tell you you were wrong. I was just teasing there. Um, what and then you asked me, um, how did you set up? Oh, loud budgeting. And you yeah. told me it's because I'm young and that I won't eventually care about social media. Oh. Um, do you disagree with that? I do disagree with that. Okay. Do you think social media is a part of your life forever? Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. I think we're just... I don't think you're wrong. I really Use don't the word think you're mature. Wrong. It's fine. No, no, it's not mature. It's just we're different stages of life. And it because what if by calling you wrong, which I'm not, I'm saying I'm right. And I don't believe that. I just I believe that 
my view is my view. It isn't right or wrong. And your view is your view. It's not right or wrong. Yeah. We just have different views. Kristen, I'm sorry if I was condescending to you today. <laughs> it's okay. Dame, if I was condescending to you, I'm not sorry. Yeah, I, I get that. No. Okay. Yeah, the show won't be around here in 10 years. That's a good point, Aaron. It'll be the Kristen and Co. Everybody will know it. I'm just old. Here we go. I think I like this week's biggest waste of money of the week, but uh, you tell me. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Uh, I should have started that segment with this week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner show. Is Wow. He's losing it. The Tesla Cyberbeer plus Cyberstein limited edition set. It's certainly not Tesla's first oddball product. It's not even their first beer, but this Cyber Beer Plus Cyber Stein limited edition set does continue the ongoing fascination with the Cybertruck in an unexpected way. Included are two bottles of Tesla Cyber Beer, a Hell's Lager, and bottled at 7% ABV in California by Buzz Rock Brewing Company that arrive encased in gloss black sleeves with Cybertruck logos. They're joined in the set by a pair of matte black ceramic beer steins glazed and fired to mirror the Cybertruck's form with glossy interiors and Tesla logos. The sets are available now while supplies last. Kristen, you won best stock pick of the year in 2023 because of your love and adoration for Elon Musk and and his stance on life and humanity and the world that exists. Nailed it. What would you pay? Uh, to be able to acquire this here beer and Stein. I wouldn't, but if I were going to 175. 175. Um Dame Dunn. Um, do we know are these like 12 ounce bottles of beer? Is that is that you know that's doing? a great question? I, I would guess it's gonna be like a bomber, which I believe is 20 ounces. Let me click and look. You mean to look? Ah man, it's it, it, I'll just say oh, 300 bucks. Two 11.2 ounce beers. You get two 11.2 ounce beers. <clears throat> I'll say 300 bucks. They are sold out, and the answer is they are $150. Kristen continues to climb the ranks well of done. guessing right here on uh, Dane, what's in the news this week? Well, I think this story pairs nicely with the Tesla beer. Uber revealed this week that it plans to shut down the alcohol delivery platform Drizzly by March. The ride-hailing app bought the company for $1.1 billion three years ago when everyone was drinking at home. Getting purchases delivered to their doorsteps. <laughs> After the Uber takeover, it came out that a 2020 data breach affecting two and a half million of Drizzly's users was caused by a security vulnerability that the company and its former CEO were aware of, but failed to fix. That prompted the FTC to limit the kinds of customer info that Drizzly could collect in store, which might have undermined its ability to profit from selling the data. Uber isn't alone in quickly bailing on a subsidiary that once cost a pretty penny. Google recently slashed the product team at Fitbit, the wearable tech brand it acquired for $2.1 billion in 2021 as it focuses on developing its own Pixel watch. Wow. Yeah. Kristen, have you ever ordered from Drizzly? No, I have not. Dame? Nope. I don't think I have, but that's the nature of Drizzly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are you're drinking. You can't afford to go to a liquor store from a security and safety standpoint, so you pay uh, uh, to go do that. Uh, I don't think I have. I believe, though, honestly, I've gifted booze via Drizzly. I don't even know if it's available. I would be surprised if it's available in my area, and definitely yeah. Kristen's. Definitely not. <laughs> Uh, what else is in the news, Dan? The Biden administration wants overdraft fees cut to as little as $3. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau proposed new rules this week that would cap the fees banks charge customers who try to spend more than they have in their accounts. It, the agency proposed three, six, seven. 
or $14 is the upper limits and is seeking public input on the right amounts. Wonder what the results of that quiz or that that uh, <laughs> poll is going to be. Unsurprisingly, banks, which frequently charge $35 per overdraft, stand to lose billions of dollars in annual revenue if the rules take effect and are expected to fight hard against them. Could have done an entire segment on this. Sorry. I, no, no, no. That's not criticism. I only criticize Kristen. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding, of course. Kristen... <laughs> I have massive mixed feelings on this. What do you think? I do as well. I ethically, I have a really hard time with charging people who maybe are barely making it. If that's why you're overdrafting is because you're living, you know, so close to that zero balance budget, charging them $35 for overdrafting. I don't think that that necessarily works to say like, we shouldn't do this. There should be some penalty for doing that because it's not your money to spend but $35 is egregious yeah I, I mean I, I'm with you Chris I my, my feeling is from my from what I have seen and it's been a while but from what I have seen is that overdrafts certainly occur on people who are really really paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. but they also occur for people who shouldn't be. They just don't pay attention. They have no idea. They're just out wildly gallivanting their cart around and overdrafting. Dan, where do you land? Um, I don't think I have as big of a problem with the $35 overdraft as the two of you do. I, I don't like it. I hate it, but there has to be a penalty for it. And if it's 35 bucks, then it's 35 bucks. Well, actually, I, well, that's the thing. I don't think I have a problem with 35 bucks. I, I think... I think anytime I'm not anti-regulation by any means, but I think telling a bank what they can mm -hmm. and can't charge <clears throat> for loaning someone money <laughs> is, is kind of weird. You're, you're, Oh, you are low. I, what I do think stinks is when it's 35, 35, 35, 35, all in one day. Cause you overdraft. I think there should be limited to $35 for the day as opposed to $35. Right. Per yeah, I would, I would buy into that. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, what else is the news? The Buffalo Bills offered fans $20 an hour to shovel snow out of Highmark Stadium when it got hit with a blizzard so fierce that the team's playoff game against the Steelers had to be moved from Sunday to Monday. That's a 33.3% raise from the $15 an hour the Bills offered shovelers after a snowstorm in 2022 and a clear example of how wage growth is outpacing inflation in the current economy. In November, nearly 60% of Americans were making more money than the year before. After adjusting for inflation, according to Brendan Duke of the Center for American Progress, and that includes the Bills shirtless shoveling mafia. Kristen, would you go and shovel snow for $20 an hour if you could walk to a stadium and do it if it wasn't like sub-zero? I mean, is that something you would do for 60 bucks, you know, three hours of shoveling? I, if it were, if I were a fan Absolutely, I would. I would not do it if otherwise. Like, I would have to be like, come on, we got to play this game. Like, let's all let's all do it. It's not really even the financial incentive that's getting me there. Yeah, it's the spirit of uh -huh. the team. You know, I uh, I think the NFL playoffs this year, the how they've had to adjust to the weather, and to this point, Dame the economics of the entire National Football League have been dramatically changed because of weather this year. Yeah. Who plays, yeah. who wins, like, uh, who wins. What is yeah. that? What is who wins? He's a quarterback, right, Carson? Yes, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. No, I... Uh... Uh, there was oh, there was some personality that said that you know certain games should be held in no oh, that was the the college football championship should always be held in you know, whatever city it was held in this year but yeah I could see somebody making a misguided argument for neutral site playoff games if there's going to be in bad weather. Let's end the show this way, Kristen. Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Uh, hopefully, I was rooting for Lisa's Eagles, but. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I know. So, I mean, we've got to root for the other Kelsey brother, I think. Okay. Uh, does any of that have to do with the massive Taylor Swift fan that you are? No, it has to do with loving the Kelsey documentary and just like rooting for them as people. Yeah. 
Awesome. Dame, what do you think? Who wins? Uh, I'm going to go with great story Brock Purdy in the 49ers. I'm going with the Ravens. That's it, everybody. Sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. Uh, I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Pete the Planner Show. Appreciate you listening, and we will see you right here next week. We won't see anyone. It is like <laughs> audio format. Oh, Kristen, are you going to send me hate mail today? Mm-mm. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Are you going to fax me hate mail? <laughs> I don't know how to use a fax machine. So no, she's okay. going to put a video on TikTok about it. <laughs> Hold you accountable. <laughs> uh, no, right. I can take it. Two years ago, I might have cried, but I'm fine. I didn't. It's one of those things. By the by the by the idea that I said, "Hey, was that condescending?" I had some level of awareness that it probably was, right? I don't want to say, but it didn't stop me. I I was trying to give my perspective. What I found is, I was in giving my perspective. I I, I couldn't give it without getting there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm at least I'm aware of it. Sorry. <laughs> it's really fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, good news is Dame's never condescending. So only 50% of your co-hosts are condescending. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big plans this weekend. A bachelor uh, weekend at my house. So I'm going to be eating grilled chicken fingers, which defeats the point of slaughtering a chicken if you can't fry it. Uh, Dame? Uh, I think we've got a couple dinners uh, on the schedule with some friends. So uh, hopefully uh, a I'm not nearly as sick as I feel like I am right now. All right. We give them COVID too. Uh, Kristen? Uh, I know you don't have COVID. It's uh, tomorrow night is um, the annual Euchre tournament. So I will be. I know. I I think I tied for second last year. We tied. So it's 20 people, new partner every hand. Um, Yeah. So we'll see. Is there money? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what's the what's the top price? Uh, I think it's a twenty dollar buy in. Last gets their money back. First gets like half of the pot, or like sixty percent or something like that. And then second gets and, the rest. Yeah. Well, in second and third, I think each get twenty five percent, maybe something like that. Sounds fun and social. Yeah. Pete, uh, you big card player? No, no. I mean. My wife's family used to play cards all the time, so we used to play. I got in a little bit of a poker phase that I'm not in. Mm-hmm. This planner and I will play Bananagrams, but uh, that is not uh, that's not, not a game. Not even sure what that is. I don't know what Bananagrams. Is. It's it's nothing. It, it's like Scrabble out of mm-hmm. a banana pouch, which again, <laughs> just move on. I mean. Google yeah, it. And Google it. It's like Scrabble out of a banana uh-huh. Bananagrams. Chris, you ever play Bananagrams? I've never played it, no. Do uh, you know what it is? I do know what it is. Okay, so you are not feeling awkward. No. Uh, Dame is struggling. Dame, you a card guy? Uh, I, I enjoy Euchre uh, quite a bit, but uh, other than that, uh, not so much. What do we do? I gotta go. Oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry. This is silly. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, everybody, stay getting money.